The following program is recorded content created by the Truth Network. Wake up, everyone. It's time for the Steve Noble Show, where biblical Christianity meets the everyday issues of life in your home, at work, and even in politics. Steve is an ordinary man who believes in an extraordinary God. And on his show, there's plenty of grace and lots of truth. But no sacred cows. Call Steve now at 866-34-TRUTH. That's 866-34-TRUTH. Or check him out online at thestevenobleshow.com. And now, here's your host, Steve Noble. I'm not quite sure if I should say I was wondering when this day would come or I was hoping this day would, would come. I think, I think both. As over, I've gone over the last uh, 10 years with our friend Alan Hahn at Iron Academy, uh, and we go way, way back. Alan and I were in uh, Sunday school together at church years and years ago. This is like probably, golly, 20 years ago. And so the Lord did something nutty in my life and started to change what my life looked like. At the same time, he was birthing something in Alan Hahn's heart, uh, which eventually led to Iron Academy. And then once Iron Academy got going, of course, the obvious question when you start a school for young men to teach them godly values as well as give them an excellent education, you go, okay, what about the young women? And so this whole idea of doing that uh, really started floating around five, six, seven years ago. And so it was I, I, I'd like to think it was inevitable because it's such an awesome idea. And we've seen what God has done with Iron Academy. And so once uh, I found out that Academy 31 was coming out of the ground, which we're going to compare and contrast Academy 31 and Iron Academy share the same space, but they're two different schools. OK, two different boards of directors. Uh, but both pursuing Christ and both trying to develop young people into godly men and godly women in this case. So Academy 31 launching this fall for rising sixth and seventh graders. If you're a northerner like me, that means they're going into sixth. Is that going into sixth and seventh? Is that right, Kim? That's <laughs> See, correct. I still struggle with it. So I met uh, Kim not that long ago. Kim Wilson is the founder. And now, do you, now what's your title at Academy 31? Founder and head of school. Founder and head of school. And then she was uh, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed and handed me all of your <laughs> great marketing materials. And then I was like, wow, this is actually happening. And it is. So I'm, I'm thrilled, Kim, to have you here and just so excited to see what God's going to do. And I believe he's going to do it again, just like he has with Iron Academy. But welcome to the show. How are you? Thank you so much. I'm great and super excited to be here. Did you ever think going back, you, you're well educated, you've been in the world of education and stuff over the years. Did you ever think that uh, God's plan for you, Kim, would be to start a school for young women? Or is this like pretty wild? It's pretty wild. It's pretty wild, honestly. I don't know that I ever, you know, foresaw this or, or dreamed of this. But uh, when the Lord presented the opportunity, it just was a a neat sort of culmination of, of all that the Lord's done and in, in through my heart and life and uh, the experience he's given me. So, yeah. so when people say, what's a, a Academy 31 all about? What's your kind of elevator answer? We're going to unpack this. Kim's here for the whole hour. Okay. So we got a lot to talk about. Yes. So we are a brand new, all female, private Christian middle and high school here in Raleigh. And our heart is discipleship and biblical womanhood. And we exist to come alongside of parents and local churches in the education and discipleship of young women. And isn't it amazing in 2023 that uh, womanhood and manhood are now completely up for grabs? Nobody really knows. There, there, there's a, I would say there hasn't been great teaching inside the church in terms of biblical 
manhood and in this case biblical womanhood so the timing couldn't be uh, better so uh, exciting to have this happen it's starting uh, people are enrolling now you can go to academy31.org is the website again uh, basically now up where I'm from Kim we would call that junior high Yes. But what do we call it in, in the South? It's still middle school, right? The top end of middle school? It's middle school. I did go to junior high. Oh, you well. did? Another I one. Did. Oh, yeah. I okay, did. good. Another sane person <laughs> in, in North Carolina. That's good to know. Uh, so that's all happening. But but take us into your past because once you once once I took a look and kind of all the things that you've done in your education and everything, uh, square peg meets square hole. I mean, this all works well. God's obviously prepared you for it. But take us into the past so that we can get kind of get to know your story, and then we'll dive into Academy 31 and where we're at now and what's going to be happening there. It's just so awesome. But let's go into your past and kind of figure out who you are. Absolutely. I appreciate you asking. I could certainly talk for, for days about all the Lord's done, but uh, to summarize, the, the Lord really saved me and changed my heart as a young teenager. I would say it was around 11, 12, 13 I grew up going to church, uh, believing intellectually everything I was taught from the Bible about Jesus, God's Word. Uh, but it was really in those years that he, he helped me to understand uh, through sound teaching um, from, from the church that I was at at the time, uh, the difference between just merely trusting Jesus as my Savior and Him being Lord of my life. And uh, that was just, uh, I can only explain it by a work of the Holy Spirit yeah. that God did and just captured my heart. And um, very quickly, there was a, a huge change in terms of my uh, affections, desires, motivations, and just desiring to follow the Lord, uh, being hungry for His Word. I'm thankful that the Lord was really doing the same work in my parents' hearts and lives. And, mm. uh, and we got the opportunity that was really sweet to grow in Christ uh, together along with my brother. and. Wow just God working in my entire family and um, my parents have been just incredible supports through through everything in life and and you grew um, up here in the area I grew up in mostly in around North Carolina I was born in Salisbury and uh, you and Elizabeth Dole yes you hear my accent come <laughs> out when I say Salisbury and uh, but spent uh, several years in Northwest Arkansas and that's really where I came to know Christ so very grateful for those years and uh, began even having opportunities. I was discipled well in the local church and had opportunities even to start serving uh, through junior high and high school and just enjoyed being able to share the gospel with my peers and have Bible studies and prayer groups and things like that. When and did you start thinking about your future, career, family, what's God going to do with me? Wow. I think I was always thinking about that, but certainly had a lot of dreams and plans that didn't necessarily come to fruition. Yeah. Um, I, I think, you know, I, I always saw myself, you know, my, my parents met in high school and married young and had children. I always saw that as probably the path I would take and, uh, and desired that, but at the same time had a strong passion for, for ministry. And, uh, the Lord, uh, has, you know, had me on a path through, uh, through high school where I was, op had opportunities to, to do campus ministry stuff, uh, through college and, uh, teach middle school Sunday school in the local church and uh, it was really through some trials in, in life that the Lord brought me through health-wise and and some other difficulties where he just started I think directing my heart more toward doing ministry vocationally full-time mm. and I didn't know what that would look like as yep. a woman I knew yep. I wasn't going to go into pastoral ministry or anything like that but 
and didn't think it was something I could do full time. But the Lord uh, has given me opportunities through uh, Christian education and through biblical counseling to continually be able to do that. Yeah. And then, uh, of course, uh, when we come back, we're going to hit the break. But I want to talk about your own education and then we'll talk about specifically kind of the road over the last four, five, six, seven years that brought you to Academy 31, which is coming out of the ground. Out of the ground already, you had some uh, an email that came out and pictures on the website at academy31.org where the facility is all ready to go. It's like, it's like a real school is actually happening, which is so exciting for me after all these years to see God bringing this about. Academy 31, we're here with Kim Wilson. We're going to keep talking about her story in Academy 31. What's it all about? What's the deal? What are we young women facing today? It's a train wreck out there, which we talk about often. So a lot to talk about. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. interesting that sounds like a computer problem to me go ahead and bring that down grayson if you can hear me welcome to live radio this is just the way it goes so academy31.org is the website academy31.org and so uh i wanted to ask you kim uh, before we hit the break just about kind of your your travels to get you here and then having a a ministry heart and going down that road and what's that going to look like i don't need the music what's that going to look like uh, but then how did how did this whole concept of starting a school just for young women, biblical womanhood, how did this when did this like first get on your radar screen? Oh, that's a great question. So I think when this became on my radar, it was really uh, summer of 2020. I was living out in California at the time and uh, was back visiting my parents that summer. It was the, the first COVID summer. Everything <laughs> was on Zoom. Yay. We all remember. And yes, uh, unfortunately, my uh, my mom had me jump on Zoom to a ladies' Bible study, and I was able to meet uh, a mother of two boys at the time that went went to Iron Academy, and I was asking uh. the typical questions. Do you have kids? Where do they go to school? I thought I'd, I knew of all the Christian schools in the Raleigh-Durham area, having bounced in and out of the area over the years. You knew of all the typical Christian schools. I thought I knew. I thought I knew. And when she just you know was describing it to me, of the, the concept of discipleship and biblical manhood, I just thought this was so interesting. I was even began Googling it on my phone as we were doing our Bible study. Mm-hmm. I was so drawn to it. And I reached out and met with, uh, with Alan Hahn just to learn more about the model. I had no, you know, idea of, of what would become of, yeah. of that conversation, but just wanted to, to learn, learn from what he was doing. And, uh, and so really this evolved kind of out of, out of that conversation and, uh, moved back to, to Raleigh about a year later and, uh, circled back and the Lord kind of stuck that in, in the back of my mind, mm-hmm. uh, in the, in the intermediate time and, uh, circled back and met with him and, uh, found out that they were in the process of acquiring ownership of the the campus property where they've uh, been meeting for a handful of years now, and uh, provide an opportunity for us to launch a, a counterpart, completely independent, yeah. separate, uh, but similarly modeled school for for young women. Yeah, and we were talking about that on the break on Facebook and Rumble that. Uh, even with Iron Academy, they were in several different locations in their first five, six, seven years. And, and you don't have to go through that. By God's grace, he's provided that because of what he's already done with Iron Academy. So it's awesome to see that. It just reminds me of a quarter three strands or two people have a better return for their work. Yes. Uh, and that's exactly what's going on here. I wanted to ask you, I asked you it before, but I wanted to dive in because I think this is really telling. Uh, you guys have, have raised, a, a, I would say, a good amount of money. I was surprised when I saw the number. And uh, but what are investors saying? Like, why are they willing to stroke significant checks to help see Academy 31 come out of the ground? 
Yes, we are so, so grateful for the donors, the partners, founding partners is what we're calling them, who have have really believed in this vision and uh, given significantly to help make it a reality. And I think the, the common thread with the folks that we've talked with that have gotten on board for this is just the the passion that they have for the education and discipleship of young girls. They see the need that's there. Some of them it's personal. It's they have mm. daughters, they have granddaughters, yeah. um, and others just, just see the need that's there in the community and have a heart to get behind it. And I think they also see just the uh, the incredible opportunity we have because of, as you mentioned, the, the situation we have for facilities with, uh, with Iron Academy and the property that's there and uh, just see even the success that they've had over the past decade and um, being able to, to, to step into a, a lane here that's mm-hmm. it's, you know, been, been pioneered in a lot of ways by Iron Academy, but the need is there for young women to do something that's distinctly you know, designed uh, to, to educate and disciple these young girls. Yeah, there's one of our, one of our great donors, one of, one of my biggest donors, and have been dear friends for years, uh, I, I, we would get together once a year, just a little ministry update and talk about things. And two years ago, when I met with this gentleman and we were talking about radio, but then I started talking about my teaching stuff that I'm doing now through Noble U. And Noble U is what we started a year ago so that I can start adding online students. And he's like, hey, listen, Steve, we love the radio show. We know it's important. You've got a, a voice into the culture that's so important. But tell me more about this, your classes, because that... Uh, with radio, I'm, we're talking to our own people on the radio. With classes, we're talking to people that are going to be hopefully leaders in this country for the next 20, 30, 40, 50 years even. Amen. And and he was so excited about that, and he helped get Noble U launched and uh, because he understands the need for education. So I, I, I want to juxtapose two different things here. Here's the vision statement at academy31.org, okay? To produce young women graduates who are optimally prepared to thrive as redeemed daughters of the king that they might maximally impact future generations, churches, and communities for God's glory. Okay, that's the vision at Academy 31. But you and I were talking about something that we both looked at. I did a show on it maybe a month or so ago uh, from the CDC. It was called Teen Trends CDC, and the numbers there were staggering. And and I know you looked at it as well because how bad is it out there for young girls, young women? It's really bad. It's really been, uh, you know, always been difficult growing up as a young girl. I mean, I everyone remembers back to their to their teenage years, um, but the influences, the pressures that are faced by young girls today, uh, are, I think, are more intense and starting at earlier ages. Yeah, than because before. you're young, but you're That's not it. this young. That's it. You didn't have this no. thing, this iPhone I have in my hands. No. Uh, really, just a direct line to your mind and your soul. Yeah. That's just normal. Like 95% of teenagers in America have a smartphone. It's that bad. Yeah. And so the, what were some of the numbers that stuck out to you? And we were both talking about the mental health and suicidality section of this uh, Teen Trend CDC report. Absolutely. I think the one that, that I noted that really stuck out to me just because of the, the staggering percentage was the, the 44% of high school students reporting pervasive feelings of sadness or hopelessness on a daily basis, Mm. on a daily basis. And, you know, with my background in biblical counseling and educating and discipling young girls for for the last couple decades, I've seen this, but to put, to put that type of a number on it is, uh, is just, is just tragic. It's tragic. And there is, uh, you know, I, as I was thinking through things and just preparing to come today, I was, 
you know, the Lord has always called his people to intentionality Mm -hmm. in the education and discipleship of young people. So we see that from Deuteronomy 6, you know, of of teaching your children uh, diligently uh, the words of the Lord and and talking about them through daily activities. We see Ephesians 6, you know, that calls parents to bring their children up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. Um, But, but, no more um, apparent is the need for that than now, and That's we want right. to come alongside of parents for, Amen. for that. Yeah, I'm looking at the report. 42% experience persistent feelings of sadness or hopelessness. 29% poor mental health. 22% seriously consider attempting suicide. 18% actually made a plan, and 10% attempted suicide. These numbers have skyrocketed just in the last 10 years. Public school is not the answer. Welcome back. It's Steve Noble, the Steve Noble Show. Thrilled today. Uh, Finally, thank you, Lord, to have uh, our friends at Academy 31 in the house. Kim Wilson is here, who is the founder and the head of school. Is that right? Yes. Wow. Wow. That was a rare moment that I actually remembered something correctly, so you should be thrilled. Uh, Academy 31 in the same location as our friends at Iron Academy. Two distinct schools, right? There's some overlap there because it's all about biblical worldview down the hall. Alan Hahn and his team are raising up godly young men. On the other end of the building, you're going to have Kim and her team raising up godly young women. This Uh, is the solution. Two separate buildings across the courtyard. Across the courtyard. Oh, yeah, cool. Even better. Yeah, so on the same (laughs) property, so there's room for growth there, and God has just uh, arranged all the timing of that which is super exciting. And we were just talking on the break about the public school system, which I I believe is completely given over. You can find a good teacher here and there. You can find some school systems that aren't quite as bad as others, but none of them have control over the curriculum and the curriculum is completely given over. So if we're going to raise young men and women uh, to be able to, to really to uh, flourish as Christians in this culture, it's not going to happen. I'm sending them there. Uh, Homeschooling is great. But homeschooling can be a real challenge. It's not as directed. That's where we get into the difference between young men and young women. And that's where you have this opportunity. And in some states, like North Carolina is getting there with opportunity scholarships. You're Now we're getting to the point where some of these states, including our own, are starting to provide funds, public funds, that will follow the student instead of staying in the system. And so there's all kinds of opportunities there. But, Kim, again, thank you so much for being here. And thank you so much for your faithfulness to go down this road to start Academy 31. So what's it going to look like? Help us understand what, what a day in the life of an Academy 31 student, a young woman, is going to look like. Like, oh. what, like what drives it? What are you guys, guys going to be up to over there? Oh, that's so great. I'm so excited to tell you. Uh, we are uh, incredibly excited about the opportunity to offer something that's truly unique. And I think the, the first thing that came to mind is, is the ability, by God's grace, to create a, a culture and a community that's marked by joy in Christ. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I think traditionally a lot of uh, Christian school in, in environments, um, I think not not by design or intention, but have tend to focus on on maybe externals and behavior modification. Uh, we're not here to to have students jump through hoops or check boxes. We want to see them encounter Christ, and you know, it's a work that only the Holy Spirit can do in their hearts. But we want to really create an environment that's conducive to that, and a lot of that is through relational discipleship. We have. Uh, programs that are designed through, uh, we have this thing called Biblical Womanhood Fridays that we're going to do that's very, very unique. We're kind of pioneering this and kind of a signature program for our school, and we're going to have opportunities really to help these young women apply the truth of God 
that they're learning from their Bible classes and the, the core subject content to, to real life in ways mm-hmm. that are fun, that are relevant. We'll have discussion-based classes. We'll have uh, mentor guests from the community that come in and share testimonies and do Q&As and even do some hands-on learning mm, with the girls. Awesome. Get to just see how mm. God has maybe given me uh, giftings and passions. How can I use these down the road for God's kingdom and glory, whether it's through a particular vocation, starting a business, even through family life, through church life, ministry. Uh, we're excited to, uh, to really expose them to women of God from different uh, backgrounds, different seasons and stations of life. Yeah, and that engagement to, to prepare to live life and, and not just survive in a country that's, that's quickly going uh, not just anti-Christian, but aggressively so. And where you just don't have a lot of friends. I mean, if you're the, most of my students every week yes. when I talk about other things that you just are afraid to post on social media because of the backlash. And all of them say, yeah, there's a lot of things that I believe that I won't say because of the backlash. And so courage is a challenge and boldness is a That's challenge. Right. And so a lot of them are just choosing to be quiet. Well, if they're yes. quiet, then you can't have a witness. Yes. You can live a nice life. But that whole Francis of Assisi quote, you know, uh, at all times, uh, share the gospel yeah. and when necessary, use words. It's necessary to use words. Yeah, yeah. Yes. faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Okay, so you're going to have to talk. So that's Amen. all just bogus. That's just a cheap way to try to get out of it. But that's that, that hey, let we got to train you because this to me is like a Christian womanhood boot camp. Yes. When we told our parents we were going to homeschool, this is going back 20 years or so. My, my parents, my dad was like, yeah, you can't shelter them forever. Yes. Now, my dad was 14 when Pearl Harbor happened. He was in Officer Canada School at the end of World War II, went to Germany for the occupation. I said, Dad, why, why, why did they send you to boot camp? Well, they had to train us. Train us, train you for what? Well, they had to train us on how to use a weapon. We were getting ready to go off to war, so you got to be trained. on. So, so sticking you in a place like that was getting you prepared to walk out into a war zone. Is that correct? Yes. That's exactly what we're doing. And he was like, oh, okay, I got it. Yeah. Because... I had explained to my dad, he didn't didn't take much for him to understand that the world that I grew up in didn't exist anymore. Mm-hmm. Even the world, Kim, that you grew up That's in right. doesn't exist yep. anymore. So this takes intentionality that's beyond right. anything that we're used that's to. That's right. You're right. And that's that's the the whole goal and the and the desire behind Academy thirty one. It's it's a very you know, we're for families, parents that are, are intentional in the way that they're wanting yep. to raise their daughters. And we want to come alongside of them and support them. We're not replacing the role of the parent. The parent is the primary discipler Amen. in the life of, of the young people. And the local church is a lifelong context for growth and, and service to the kingdom of God and uh, gospel witness to the community. But we want to, to be a partner in that. And like you said, this is a, a time of really intensive preparation for life. God has called us to be salt and light in the world and the culture. Uh, but young people have to be prepared for that. Yeah. And a big thing for us with, with our young women is to really help them anchor their identity in Christ. We talk a lot about the difference between identity, who has God created me to be, who has Christ redeemed me to be, versus what our culture focuses on now, which is image. Right. Who am I perceived to be by other people, right? On my smartphone. Absolutely, absolutely. And so we just see the importance for young girls to be to be rooted in terms of their hope in Christ, to have have that anchor and be secure in him, to be able to live out of that. Yeah. And if if that hasn't taken place when you're you're throwing them to the culture, to the wolves, if you will, 
when they don't have the the sense of identity in Christ and the wisdom from mm-hmm. his word yeah, to be able right. to discern and to navigate that well, it just can be a recipe for disaster. Well, a lot of parents my age have experienced this. I was sharing with you a little bit about some of our experiences with our own kids who are older now, uh, 27, 25, 22, and 18. And just being raised in the Christian environment ain't enough to sound like a bit of a Southerner. It ain't enough. I mean, Sunday school, youth group, and summer camp ain't enough. Yes. That, that That's cotton candy boot camp in the middle of a war. And it's right. just not good enough. But well the, other, the other thing about this that I wanted to ask you about was how do you handle academics? Great because, question. you know, people, uh, you want both. Yes. You can do both. And we should do both. Absolutely, we should. We are an academic institution. We're very clear on that. If we are merely doing biblical discipleship in terms of just studying the scriptures, you know, you should be able to find that at right. your local church. And we're, we're yes. certainly not going to charge this tuition price to do that. Yeah. And so we really want to provide a high level academic education. The thing that's been really one of the most exciting things for me in, in launching this is a brand new independent school is the opportunity to put together a curriculum and yes. a learning model that's that's unique. We can draw best practices and approaches from different models from classical model, we're taking that the logic and rhetoric focus. We've, I've talked to some friends that work with with Charlotte Mason, and we're going to do some some living books and mm-hmm. learning outside the classroom, and um, and then project based learning is is a huge influence on what we're doing. Having block block class periods with longer longer class periods that meet fewer times per week, doing a lot of hands on collaborative learning as well as independent work, and then you know also being aware and informed by by state standards so we're not departing too far from that right in doing that we're able to to shape something that's truly unique and uh, is most effective in terms of carrying out the mission and vision of our school and but also we're accessible to families that are coming out of public school yeah. uh, that are private school families that haven't found the right fit yet and that are homeschool families a lot of parents is Children come up into middle school are looking for some reinforcement, some help academically, as well as the social aspect and, and the spiritual aspect and discipleship. So we want to be able to serve all of those families. We're talking to Kim Wilson, Academy 31, coming out of the ground this fall here in Raleigh, 6th and 7th grade. Academy31.org is the website, Academy31.org. I, I asked you about donors earlier. Let me ask you about some of the young women that uh, have already uh, registered and going to be a part of it. What are they saying? Uh, that, you know, that's that's a... I've always been amazed when these Iron Academy guys come in because they're not normal. <laughs> you know, now they're now they might That's have good. been quote unquote normal when they came in, but after a year they're not. And and I hear from listeners and people that watch and they're like, yeah, that, those aren't normal kids. So like you mentioned the word intentional. If the parent has to be the in- intentional, the parents have to be intentional, but the student I would imagine has to be pretty intentional as well. So tell me what some of these young women are saying about their interest in Academy 31. Yes, we are so grateful for the families God has already b- brought on board. Uh, the young girls that I've had the chance to meet and uh, do family interviews and, and get to know so far are just remarkable young women uh, with different different backgrounds, different interests, different giftings, different personalities. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the common thread for all of them, I mean, we're, we're really clear on what our mission is. We're a discipleship school. So there are other Christian schools that, that have more of a missional evangelical focus. I think that can be a, a noble mission uh, to do as well, but that's distinct and yeah. it's very different from what we're doing. So uh, it'll be necessary for the for the young girls that come to our school that they the Lord's doing a work in their heart, a stirring in their heart. They have a desire to want to follow Christ, and if if that's the case, 
this is going to be an incredible community and we're seeing that and the girls that are excited a mom told me even today you know her daughter's counting down the days so <laughs> she starts at academy 31 these girls have been praying and they're excited wow yeah that's so cool i don't know a lot of young people that are counting down the days until school starts most of my students right right now are they know that we only have six weeks left counting they're counting down, down the days till yes. they're out <laughs> Your young women are counting out of the days till they start. That's awesome. We're talking to Kim Wilson, Academy 30. Well, Steve, that's a really depressing song. Why do you use that song on, on a Christian radio show? I'm so glad you asked. Welcome back. It's Steve Noble, the Steve Noble Show. We're here with Kim Wilson today. Academy 31, uh, an incredible opportunity for young women here in the Raleigh area, starting this fall uh, on the same campus as our friends at Iron Academy, but these are two distinct schools, same uh, basic mission, but biblical manhood on, on one side of the campus, biblical woman on, on the other side of the campus. And we were talking earlier, Kim, with with what we had both studied in the CDC report, you know this by just engaging young people through the years of ministry. Uh, things are not the way they used to be even five, ten years ago because of this device over here. I mean, our 25-year-old daughter last year, Amelia, said to Caroline, who was 17 at the time. She's 18 now. So so, so we got a seven-year difference here, okay? And Amelia goes, Caroline. Your generation is so messed up. You guys are so whacked out with TikTok and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, wow, that, that's pretty amazing for a 25-year-old to say that to a 17-year-old with respect to this thing, to digital life. And, but she saw it. It's just getting worse at an increasing rate. And uh, you're not going to solve that at the public school. The church can't do it by itself. Uh, parents, I, I, we all love our kids. Nobody loves my kids more than I do except for the Lord. But we can't do it by ourselves either. And as the culture continues to go the direction it goes in, then we need to partner up more, which is why I'm so excited about Academy 31. Academy31.org is the website here in Raleigh uh, for 6th and 7th grade. Uh, the, the goal this fall is, is 15 young women in each grade, so 15 in 6th grade, 15 in 7th grade. And you guys, Kim, you want to keep it uh, pretty small class size. We do. We absolutely do. And that's a, a big distinctive of our mission is to really foster relationships with, with faculty, staff, mentors, and students to know each young girl really well Yeah. Uh, on, a, on a personal level to be able to challenge them academically, to really uh, help them to grow in, their, in discovering their giftings and passions. And then for the, the community aspect for the students, you asked before about the these girls that are enrolling, I think they're they're hungry for relationships, for mm -hmm. peers that are going to encourage the yeah. right things in them. Right. That are going to encourage them and cheer them on toward toward growth and godliness, not trying to, to pull them the other direction into uh, into sin and worldliness, but uh, can build them up in the right ways. And so we're really excited to to be able to uh, to provide that. Yeah, it's so it's such an exciting program. You mentioned uh, during the break, Kim about even having kind of a personalized discipleship program yes. where you might have 30 young women, 15 of them in sixth grade, 15 of them in seventh grade, and they're going to do a lot of things together. But also to, to be able to personalize, you're not going to get that at any regular school. I mean, right. a personalized discipleship plan is based on where they're at in their journey, right? That's exactly right. And we're even starting with our admissions enrollment process and really getting to know these young girls and their families and uh, being able to identify, even asking mom and dad on our applications, you know, what are what are some some areas of strength that you see in your daughter? Uh, what are what are areas uh, of future growth or challenge, present challenge that they have? Um, what are what are some goals or, or, or dreams that the Lord is maybe birthing in their heart? 
that, that we can help prepare them for and, and be able to track with them on a very personal level. They'll have a faculty staff mentor that's meeting with them at least once every two weeks for just a one-on-one time of, mm-hmm. of counsel, encouragement, prayer. And, uh, and the local church discipler will, will weigh in on this, whether it's a youth pastor or maybe small group leader at church. And so we want to get those key people that are in, invested already in the spiritual development of these young women to, to get them on board. We're partnering together. And I think uh, most people in Christian education have a desire to want to do that, but it, it, it really is necessary to have these small classes oh, yeah. to actually have, have the bandwidth to do it. Yeah, and that's the challenge. And, and I mentioned this on the break, and I want to be careful how I say this. I'm not usually very careful. But uh, I've seen, certainly in private schools, but even in private Christian schools, where uh, academic excellence and especially college admissions uh, t- to me, it looks like it, in some places it gets to the point where that's like a new golden calf. And that's what the school is known for. You're going to get a, an incredible education. Our students get into the best colleges. I said this on the break. I said I'd rather have a Paul at NC State than a Saul at Duke. And and that's that's where, yeah, we can do excellent education, but you can do excellent discipleship at the t- same time. But you also have to be careful that you don't create this monster machine that requires so much money that uh, you have to be all about academic excellence. I think that's the way of the world. I think you can do both. How do you partner with with families? Absolutely. Great question. Well, I think the educational aspect, it, I think it, it matters what is the basis of our education and what is the goal of our education. We are aiming with our curriculum for it to be, you know, I started off using that, you know, biblical integration term, biblically integrated. Um, but for a lot of people, that kind of means, well, let's just attach a Bible verse to this unit of study, <laughs> yeah, right? It's, yeah. it's kind of surface level. We want our curriculum to be, I'm using, there's probably a better term, I'm using biblically informed, really draw the glory of God uh, that is already there. The earth is the Lord's and everything in it, mm-hmm. right? The, the heavens declare the glory of God just for young people to actually see the beauty and, and, and truth that, it, that is there in whatever area they're, they're studying that's God-given, and how the gospel, like God's redemptive plan, gospel truth, is, uh, is really evident and apparent in, in every course of study and every discipline they pursue. And so, and then they, like you said, in terms of being prepared for college or the future, we want, we don't want to to limit their options for of them. Of course. You know, we may have young girls that want to, you know, be a doctor or be a, you know, start a business. Others will 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 want to go into the workforce right out of high school. Some will, will marry young and have families and um, have incredible ministries to the local church or live overseas as missionaries. We want them to have all these options available to them. And we believe it's our job to, to help mom and dad and help local church prepare them well. So in terms of the partnership, the personal discipleship plan is a, is a big part of that. We want to have open communication. Uh, we want to, you know, to, to foster these relationships. This is a, a, a set six, seven-year window in, in these young girls' mm-hmm. lives, a very yep. formative window. Uh, but we also want to encourage the relationships they have with mom and dad. I'm blessed I have an amazing mother who's been just an incredible godly role model to me. I think we're, we're closer now than we, we've ever yeah, been, and we've great. been able to maintain that relationship. I want this for these young girls and their moms, uh, but also to have other godly role models that they're exposed to and how, how godliness takes on different shapes and sizes and different forms. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, uh, and that's the, the advantage that we can have in, in providing these faculty staff mentors. Talking to Kim Wilson, once again, Academy 31, uh, starting out this fall here in Raleigh, 6th and 7th grade. Uh, academy31.org. Uh, real quickly, Kim, why 
girls only? Yes. Oh, wonderful question. I think that's the first question that would probably come to mind. And by the way, you'll be back a few times before we get to the fall. So great. You don't have to answer. I don't have to. Question. I don't have to pour everything into this answer. Correct. But <laughs> that's right. great because there's a lot. You know, this was never really on my radar. I only ever went to co-ed schools. I've only ever taught in co-ed schools. Iron Academy was really the first time I started thinking about this more mm-hmm. intentionally. Uh, but looking at what they've done, reflecting back on my experiences, and then doing the research for myself, I see that. Uh, what we keep saying is two things. We minimize distractions yep. and we maximize potential. That's right. The minimize distractions, we all remember coming into middle school, the opposite <laughs> sex becomes uh, oftentimes the primary fixation for young people. And negative and positive. Yes. I mean, just it becomes a exactly. huge 800-pound gorilla. It, it becomes a distraction from academics. Yeah, right. Romantic relationships are formed before you even know who you are and have the wisdom to navigate that well. Awakening love before it's time, as Solomon would say. Exactly. There's insecurities in young girls that emerge as they just become super self-conscious, you know, and creates kind of a dynamic of, of envy, rivalry, competition oh, with other yeah. girls that just um, prevents the forming of healthy friendships. And then we see also those insecurities kind of bear out uh, in, in terms of academics and, and girls holding back maybe sometimes. Yeah. Girls and boys mature at different rates, have different learning mm-hmm. styles. You Very see girls different. kind of defer sometimes in, in, in the classroom environment instead of really striving forward to to achieve and to do well, to speak up, to lead. Oh, I see that in my own classes where I think the girls are sometimes more hesitant to share yes. because the boys can be, quite frankly, kind of obnoxious and overbearing. Absolutely. And, and they're afraid of backlash and what people are going to say. It's not, it's not necessarily a safe environment. I'm not talking about raising up a bunch of snowflakes, but I'm talking about providing an environment where they can flourish. That's right. That's it, is is the opportunity for them to, to find their voice for yeah. Christ, mm-hmm. right? And uh, to be able to lead in appropriate ways, to try new things and not be afraid to fail, yeah. to be in an environment where that's going to be encouraged. And, uh, you know, we have a one of our um, members of our board of directors is a college professor, and she's noted a difference between girls that came up in an all-girls school environment wow. in terms yeah. of their preparedness, their confidence mm-hmm. uh, to succeed academically versus those that come up in a co-ed school and uh, and then the you know the discipleship component is huge. You can move the ball down the field in terms of relational discipleship, yeah. in terms of what you're able to discuss uh, a lot further. Uh, the peer relationships when you take that sort of competition for boys' attention, mm-hmm. kind of y- you take that off the plate for yeah. for this season. Um, you get to see some really sweet relationships form yeah. with uh, with sisters in Christ, and that's what we you know desire to do. Yeah. What's the, what's the onboarding process like if people want to check it out? And by the way, if you're a grandfather or a grandmother, think of this for your granddaughters yes. as well. I always mention grandparents as well as parents. Yes. But but in, in about a minute and then we're going to be out of time. How do they start? Where do they start? How's that? What's that look like? Great. Our website, academy31.org. Uh, you can click on uh, the admissions enrollment tab. And uh, you can find out about our process, a four-step process. You can go ahead and even today and fill out, fill out your application online and submit that. And then there's some supporting documentation that you'll submit. Uh, the, the student, the prospective student, will actually just write a, a brief, simple essay explaining why they want to be a part of Academy 31. We do a family interview. And uh, so it's, it's thorough but, but, but easy. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so we're excited. We have an open house coming up also end of April that uh, we oh, want to Oh, great. Sure when is that? Like, about. what's the date yep. of that? April 29th. Drop in anytime from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. 
uh, tell your neighbors, tell your friends, tell your church members. That's it's awesome. a great chance to see our renovated campus. April 29th, all day, 9 a.m. to 4 p.m., right? Yes, all day. And all that information you can find at the website, which is academy31.org. Yes. Academy31.org. And uh, just like I did with Iron Academy, Kim, you're welcome to come back anytime. I would love it. And uh, we're going to walk down this uh, path with you guys and support you any way we thank can. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. Thank you so much for being here, and thank you for your faithfulness to do what God has called you to do. Academy31.org. This is Steve Noble on The Steve Noble Show. God willing, I'll talk to you again real soon. Another program powered by the Truth Network.